friend. Hi, dear sister. This is Kate Ekokadezi, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform as you heal your heart. And so I say that healing is our choice. And once we live that choice and embrace it, we can truly heal others as we are are healed. So I say healed people heal people. I had a moment this week, y'all, that had me telling God exactly what the title of today's podcast is about. Have you ever been in a space within yourself where you can feel yourself surrendering to a process and all you can visibly do is give in and let what is happening happen? Similar to like when you're falling and you just let the fall happen. Yep, that was me this week. And if I tell y'all it was funny, it was funny. Yes, I was pleasantly surprised though and actually have decided to not walk ahead of God again. Now, maybe I will try, but I know even when I speed up, he will show up and slow me down and guide me where I need to go. But I'm going to do my best to stay in step with him. And I will talk more about what I mean by this slowdown and walking in step with him in another episode. I think it's a cute story that I can share with everyone. So I'll do that next time. But today, y'all, today I have a treat. Um, Have you met somebody and instantly you connected with them like You felt like you've known each other for a while. And that is how I felt when I met our guest today. And I can't wait for you all to hear from her. But before we do, there is this intro that I want to give you all. So just listen. (laughs) This girl ain't going anywhere. This girl ain't going anywhere. I can promise you this. Now I know for sure. This girl ain't going anywhere anywhere i've searched the world to find my heart is your oh my heart is your i've searched the world to find my heart is your oh my heart is your <laughs> what did i say it was again dear god i, I wrote it down i'm not going anywhere no. so <laughs> That is something else, right? So I was singing a song by Lauren Daigle. I love Lauren Daigle. Her songs healed my heart during the morning period when I was grieving my dad's death in 2020, amongst other gospel singers and just worshipped, worshipped, worshipped with Lauren Daigle and Dietrich Haddon and so many folks that um, blessed my heart. And so during our podcast recording and we came up with the title, um, Stephanie said, you know, there's a song, right? And she mentioned it. And I told her, I said, I will find it and I will play it, but I can't play it because of copyright. So as always, I will sing it. And so I found the song and I said, oh, the song. Yes, the song is one of the songs that I played a lot um, when I was going through my grieving process. So I love Lauren Daigle. So hopefully I sang it the best way I could. (laughs) But hey, you also heard a little bit from Stephanie and you can't wait to hear some more. So let's welcome a dear sister to our community, Stephanie Smith, author of a new book, Covenant Life, Living Fully in God's Love. 
I have come to love and appreciate her heart, and you will sense why when you hear her passion behind the microphone. I rarely do this, but I feel I should share her bio with everyone on the podcast. Stephanie Smith is a full-time engineer and a first-time author. She is smart, driven, and has a huge heart for people. Stephanie believes the gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest message ever told and desires for all to know its saving truth. Stephanie loves to serve the body of Christ through her local church and has served in several leadership roles for children's, women's, and missions and outreach ministries. She has a passion for studying and teaching God's word, which is both a gift she prizes and a responsibility she takes seriously. Yes. Stephanie has been joyfully married to her husband, Alan, since 2015, and she is Steph mom. Okay. Steph mom to Brentley and biological mom to Silas. Both have taught her that being a mother of sons is the absolute best ever. And yes, I agree. Stephanie enjoys reading, cooking, and dreaming big with her family. Dear sisters, I want to ask you this. How is your heart with God? Is it good? This is some of the things that we talk about in our conversation today. Can you confidently say you have positioned your heart for this covenant love and life, embracing all that comes with it? Choosing to live free, really, is you choosing God every day and allowing him to help you live this life of freedom where you are not ashamed of your flaws, you are not ashamed of your mistakes and your past, and you're moving forward with all this tenacity about you. (laughs) Embracing all that comes with it, right? So as you listen, here are some nuggets for you. It is always a good practice to become aware of the sins that others chose which impacted you and to do the work to heal. Nurturing your spiritual life is as important as all the other lifelines like your professional, your social, your emotional, and so on. Lean into the questions you have about God. Your instincts are natural. Your insights are spiritual. I love that one. When you have questions, open your heart and mind and open his word too. Get on the path to discover God for yourself. Pursue his love with the questions you have. God's word is oxygen for your spirit. I love that one. Even when you can't hold your end of the bargain, God's got you. The end of one season, dear sister, listen, is not the end of you. Yes. Believe that God has a rescue plan for you. I had an awesome time having to sit down with Stephanie, and I hope you will too as you listen to our conversation. And remember, I want you to choose to be free, choose to live free, and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. And remember, this is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, heal people, heal people. So I want you to go out there and heal someone today. I love you. Bye. And choose to live free. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to Choose to Live Free podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you, Kate? 
I am doing well. I am doing well. Before we get started, really talking about the context, right? I want us to get to know who we have here today. So um, our dear sister community, I call our listeners, our followers, anybody who is connected to us is a dear sister to us and sometimes a dear brother. (laughs) I love it. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our dear sister community. All right. So yeah, my name is Stephanie Smith. I am 38 years old. I am married joyfully to my husband, Alan. Uh, He is actually my second husband. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but I am very happily married to Alan. I am mom to Silas and stepmom to Brentley. Uh, who I love deeply. So being a boy mom is the absolute best. (laughs) Um, They keep me on my toes for sure. Um, I am an engineer by day, but Mm -hmm. I just actually self-published my first book, um, Covenant Life, Living Fully in God's Love. And I, so I am in the middle of living a lifelong dream right now. Um, and so I have to more than anything else say that I'm a Jesus girl through and through. I wasn't always that way, but he, he's the love of my life and I love getting to talk about him. So that's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Boys are great. I have been blessed with one of each one boy and one girl, and I get to see personalities. Yeah. Every day, every day. So it's, it's really cool. And I love when you said that, you know, you have a bonus son because I am a bonus daughter. I grew up with a stepmom. So I know mm-hmm. um, the ins and outs of um, having parents more than two mothers and more than two fathers and yeah. you know, all those things. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, um, Brentley, my stepson, he was really my first child. Silas mm-hmm. came later. So Woo, I had to, I, I had to get with the program right away um, as a stepmom. And it was hard, but really good, really good. So, and yeah. I actually, I have a stepfather. So it's interesting having grown up with a step parent and then becoming a step parent, um, just <laughs> getting to be more appreciative yep. of what it may have been like for him. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I I had to go back and read your testimony, you would say, right? Testimony. Yeah. I, I always take an interest in my um my guests, their story. And that's what this is about, is really right. um your story being able to help another woman heal from whatever it is that they, they want to heal from. Um, my organization, we focus on the healing of the heart. Um, which is truly at the center of everything we do, like the word says, right? Right. And so healing of the heart when it comes to women who have been through abuse and assault. And so Mm -hmm. sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, Mm -hmm. all those things. And then we also work with women who are choosing to be, live and stay free and kind of do this life that God has called them to. And so that's that's the arena within which we kind of, operate and have fun in and everything that I do and everything that we do in the organization is always around just making sure that we keep the joy in there so the fun have fun enjoy life all Mm -hmm. of those things and so and so that's what it is 
And so when I saw your um, your post about living this covenant life, mm-hmm. I said, oh my gosh, you know, I had one of the things on my list of topics for the podcast was actually to talk to some of my friends about covenant friendships, like covenant mm-hmm. relationships, like Jonathan and David, you know, mm-hmm. how was that? You know, how can you truly yeah. have this covenant relationship with human beings? We know we can have mm-hmm. it with God, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I saw your post, I said, oh my gosh, yeah. awesome yeah great cool go ahead I want us to dive into our context and our content but I really want to check in on your heart so Stephanie dear sister Mm -hmm. how is your heart (laughs) how is my heart um my heart is full (laughs) it is full um it is mended from past brokenness, past sin, um, sin of my own making and sin that others chose that impacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can truly tell you now being on the other side of some of those things that my heart is full. Um, it's not to say that I don't still struggle. It's not to say that there aren't heartbreaking things that are happening all around, but my heart is full because I I'm living fully in God's love for me. Yes, yes, yes. Your heart is full. I love, 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 love what she said, which is sin that I committed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then also sin that others chose that impacted me. I wrote it down. And you'll see me write notes from time to time because Mm -hmm. while this podcast is for everybody else, I know that it's also for me. And so oftentimes I say in my intro that heal in my heart, right? I'm healed, Mm -hmm. but I'm also continuing to heal. So when my guests say something that really hits me, I have to write it down because I have my little notebook that I usually will go back and read. So, Mm -hmm. so tell us, so we're going to break our conversation into three parts, the breaking free moments, the breaking Mm -hmm. through moment, and then breathing again. And Mm -hmm. you just published your book. So I know Mm -hmm. there's a wealth of information in there and a wealth Mm -hmm. of stories in there to share. I want us to start by looking at your breaking free moment. Everybody has a breaking free moment. Tell us a bit about what led up to that and what that breaking free moment looked, felt, smelled, tasted, all that. How it was. <laughs> oh, I would love to. So uh, I mentioned that I am married to my second husband now, um, but my breaking free moment came before I met him. Um, I was previously married and I want to start out by saying, you know, my first husband was uh, not a bad guy. He didn't do anything wrong to me per se, except maybe I would say just wasn't attentive in the way that I was really hoping he would be, um, which I, I go into that in my book some, but, um, suffice it to say, we eventually got to a point of separation and that time of separation was really probably about a year long or so process of me sort of spiraling out of control. (laughs) Um, I really did hit rock bottom in that season. And uh, I I thought I was on a soul searching journey, but really I was just on a path of destruction. I was really just um, breaking everything in me that I thought didn't belong or didn't have value in my life anymore. And I didn't recognize that some of those values that I had built up were worth keeping. Um, and so I, I, I just 
was spiraling and uh, came to a point where I realized, um, and actually I, I remember the moment very clearly. Um, my first husband, we had been separated for a while at this point. I found out he was going on a date and that just shattered me. And, and I, and it wasn't because he was going on a date because my head was like, well, of course, of course he's going to date. But it was the realization that I had put myself in this place of not having any clue where I was going or even who I was anymore. Um, and so I was laying on my bed that night and I was just sobbing and sobbing. And I, I cried out to the Lord who uh, it's noteworthy to say I had really kind of left behind in this season of soul searching. I had kind of said, eh, I don't really need Jesus anymore. I'm good. Um, but I didn't know who else to turn to. I didn't have anything else at that point. And so I prayed. Um, I prayed very selfishly, to be honest, but I still prayed to God. And I said, if you would answer this prayer, I will not turn a blind eye. And he did answer that prayer. <laughs> he came through for me. And that moment of realizing that the God that I had turned away from was still there with me, mm -hmm. had never left me. And not only had never left me, but answered my prayer and wanted to help me. That was my breaking free moment. Those dangerous prayers, I tell you, we have to be ready when we are praying them because we know that those are the, I think, I think those are the prayers that God loves the most. Those dangerous oh, prayers. Yeah. Because, because that's when he's like, she's ready. Oh, he's oh, ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like to say that's when he was smiling on me. He's like, there it is. I can walk through that door now and change everything. <laughs> yeah. So talking about, um, you know, your first marriage and all the things that uh, has brought you to brought you to this breaking free moment um, in in your first relationship. What were some of the things that you believe um, were occurring that you felt at the end of the relationship you had to walk away from God? Yeah, I think I just had it really had started before then, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, when I was young, you know, I was, I was raised in a Catholic family. Mm -hmm. We went to church, right? So, and, and in my youth, in my high school days, I was very committed to the Lord. I mean, mm -hmm. I was going to youth group. I was, I even did a graduation speech in front of thousands of people <laughs> quoting Proverbs. Okay. So I was all about the Lord. Um, but you know, it's that classic story. I went away to school. I kind of, was on my own for the first time in my life. And I thought, huh, I don't think I need to go to church. I uh, think I'm good. Just, just me and God, you know, like I don't, I don't need the rest of community and I don't need to, to be adding that extra to my life. I just, mm -hmm. I'm good with God. And then, you know, as we continue to make little compromises like that, they just start to eat in. Right. So I met my first husband. He said he was a Christian. He didn't really live that way, but, uh, that's okay. He said it. Mm -hmm. Check the box. We're mm -hmm. still good. That's mm -hmm. all I need. But without any nurturing of that spiritual life in my relationship with God, it was bound to fall apart. Mm -hmm. um, and so really, I, I, I came to a place of being like, okay, do I really even need Jesus? Do I really believe that he is who he says he is? I mean, I think I'm good here with just this idea of God and a higher power, and I don't need the the uh, the tough questions that come with Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
and I mean, as you can imagine, it was again, when my marriage just started to fall apart, that security that I once had in my faith wasn't there to hold me. Um, or at least I didn't perceive it to be there. I, I know that God never left me now. In hindsight, I knew he was there waiting. But I think sometimes he lets us feel the sting of our choices so that we can realize who he really is. <laughs> In Proverbs, right there, right? Yeah. It tells us that listen to my instruction. When you don't listen, this is what happens. And it's hard sometimes for us to even think about the God that we serve like that, like he's going to disappoint us, but then he loves those he disciplines or he disciplines those he loves. That's the word. He disciplines those he loves. And we have to understand that discipline when your heart is in the place of posture with God and you have yielded, you see discipline differently. Right. And like Mm -hmm. you said, in the beginning of your intro, you know, some things I chose to do. Something yeah. some people did to me, but yeah. at the end of the day, the accountability is on me, mm-hmm. you know, whether I am going to take accountability and get back on what I need to do, or I'm going to go down this route. Mm-hmm. One thing that you said that I really liked was nurturing of that spiritual life yeah. is, and I said, it's as important as any other lifelines. You know, we have our physical life, our spiritual life, our emotional, our mental, and so on and so forth. And that part of our upbringing, college, from high school to college, Mm -hmm. why do you think that most of our young women, most of our young girls transitioning from high school into college, we get this gap of you know, we don't know what to do all of a sudden. We knew what we were doing in high school, but then we get to college and it's like this newfound independence kind of robs us of the dependence that we had on the Lord. Why do you think that is? I have some thoughts about that. (laughs) I I can definitely say what I I believe it was in my case. Um, You know, my grandmother, she was a woman of the faith and she really, you know, some people... I'll say some people in my family, like we're all Catholic, but not everybody lived that, you know, out. (laughs) But my grandmother did. My mother did. My grandmother did. And uh, I remember thinking to myself when I was young, it's like, man, she had all these miracles. I know happened to her. But where are my miracles? Right. Mm -hmm. I was questioning why I wasn't encountering God the same way Mm -hmm. that she was. And instead of leaning into that question a little bit more, it caused me to pull back. Mm -hmm. And I started to, instead of saying, well, I know she experiences it. So there's got to be more for me and being like, I'm going to get my more right. No, instead of that I decided, well, I'm just going to look out for me (laughs) and I'm going to do things my way. Um, I have always been a little bit of a headstrong person. (laughs) And that was a season for me of just being like, I am going to live life my way now. And I'm going to prioritize things my way. And uh, let me just spoiler alert. (laughs) Not really, because I already said that didn't work out so well for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as you're talking 
I am remembering I had a guest, my friend, I had a guest that joined us a few episodes ago, Laurieann, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about um, her heart failure and all the things that she has been through with that in Mm -hmm. the journey. And Laurie said something that since then I have taken with me. She Mm -hmm. said that, you know, truly questions that we ask, the questions that we ask are truly temptations we get. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so good. The questions we ask about God are truly temptations for us to lean in or pull out. Like, what are we doing? Right. So even as you're saying this thing about the question that comes to us about God, it's an opportunity for us to lean in and say that, okay, I guess this is an area I need to grow versus turning away because we don't know. And she was saying that in reference to when Jesus was pulled away um, to the mountain to be tempted by the enemy. And we know that the enemy came at Jesus with questions. And so when she said, I was like, you are absolutely right. The questions that we often ask about God in any situation has to do with us being tempted and our faith, our faith being tested. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I have learned And you're so right about that. That's such like, I almost feel like we really need to talk about that right there more (laughs) because I think people are, are afraid to ask God questions. I think they're afraid to, to ask the tough questions that are really on their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I have learned that when I actually asked God the questions that I struggled with, he delighted in either answering me or using them to draw me near to him. It was not something that he was afraid of. Mm -hmm. And I think we're afraid that he's going to just be like, you shouldn't be asking me that you should just take this for exactly what I say. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But that's not how God is, or at least that's not how I've discovered him to be. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it actually touches a little bit on my breakthrough season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here, (laughs) but I really did struggle with all of these hard questions of God. And my instinct at first was to pull away. But then when I met my second husband, who was the answer to the prayer that I had prayed, right? When I said I had pray, I'd cried out to God. I had nowhere else to go. I prayed. What I prayed for was a man. <laughs> I told you it was a selfish prayer, but I did. I prayed for a very specific man. And I said, God, if you would give me someone like this, I will not turn a blind eye. And let me tell you, he brought me to my now husband about a month after that prayer in a totally supernatural way. And through that, he introduced me back to church Mm. and he brought me to a church that the preacher asked hard questions. Yes. And he said, I don't know the answer, but it's okay to ask these questions. That gave my heart permission. Well, if he can do it and he's a pastor, I can too. And I started to go on this journey with the Lord where I was like, okay, God, I am just going to open my mind. I'm going to open my heart and I'm going to be real with you. And I'm going to tell you what I'm struggling with. And I'm going to get back into the word again where I was before. But this time I'm going to, you know, ask you when I'm not understanding things. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me. And man, I learned that God really is who he says he is. 
and that he really does love me the way mm -hmm. he says he loves me. And so even when I didn't have all the answers, I learned that it wasn't really the answers that I needed. It was him all along. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 It was him all along. When all you have when you have questions, open your heart, open your mind, open his word. You know, mm -hmm. it is beautiful when you said you had you went on this journey to discover God. Like at some point when you're growing up and you get the you have this newfound dependence or independence, um, where you're relying on yourself and you're making your own decisions and all that, mm -hmm. there is the gap. Now all of a sudden you don't have mom and dad kind of making decisions for you and the God that you served, you mostly did communion. You went right. to church on Sunday, you did Easter, you did Christmas. And it's like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to go and ask questions to? And mm -hmm. that is the big thing. So now we have to discover him for ourselves. Yeah. Mom is not there to do that. Dad is not there to do that. We don't have access to our pastor, like, you know, to yeah. do that. And so now we are turning um, into this relationship that we need to discover with God. And I wish and pray and hope that now that we are in this season, and I hope it's a longer season where people are wanting to know God and there's revival going on and all mm -hmm. that, that we come to a place where individually we are looking and seeking. He says, seek his kingdom. We are mm -hmm. looking and seeking for ourselves, you know, having mm -hmm. this relationship with him. What you said is so profound. When you have questions, and I kind of reframed it, when you have yeah. questions, open your heart, open your mind, and open his word. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Re renewing your mind. You didn't just say, yeah. okay, God, I'm just going to sit here and wait. <laughs> no. You? Oh, no, no. I'm Well, I'm not that type anyway. <laughs> tell, tell, you. tell, you know, give, 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 um, our listeners, some practical ways in which you actually work through this breathing through moment again, like breaking through moment again, where mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you did that was, you know, like really impactful now that you look back, you're like, wow, I really definitely walked into a covenant relationship with God during this. Oh, yeah, I would love to talk about that. So I was not unfamiliar with the Bible, right? I, I had been reading it through my youth. So I had read most of it, not all of it, most of it. But I had some opinions about <laughs> particularly the Old Testament. <laughs> and I was really just kind of reading that just to read it. There wasn't a breakthrough of understanding in my soul of those portions of scripture because I really you know, the Old Testament can be rough. Um, it can be hard to say, let me read this and see a good God in these pages, oh. right? And uh, and so when I came back to the church after meeting my second husband, it was on a very cautious footing, right? Of like, well, we'll see how this goes, right? I'm not going to commit to anything. And then I, you know, like I said, my pastor really opened the door for me to, to begin that soul searching journey again, but this time I wasn't on a path of destruction. I was on a path of truth. Mm. And, and what happened when I was doing that, I was like, I committed to the Lord. I said, okay, God, I believe you brought me here. I'm seeing people all around me who genuinely love you and they are walking their talk. You know what I mean? 
And so I want to give this a real chance. I want to pursue you again, the way I did in my youth, but I've got questions. And so I said, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start to read the Bible again. Our church was doing a, a read the Bible in a year plan. I thought this is how I'm going to join in. I'm going to read the Bible with the church. And we started in Genesis and I would get to parts and I would be like, okay, God, what is happening here? <laughs> but instead of shutting down, instead of shutting down, I would say, please help me see what you want me to see in your word. Um, let me tell you, he was so faithful. He gave me a hunger and, and I don't, I can't point to one exact moment in time. It was something that just developed in that year of reading the Bible with the church. He gave me such a hunger for his word. I couldn't get enough of it. And he gave me revelation, opened my eyes to seeing things the way I never had before passages of scripture that I struggled with before I could understand. Oh, oh, okay. I'm starting to see what might be happening here. Mm -hmm. And I eventually came to learn to love the old Testament. It's actually <laughs> my favorite part of scripture now is the old Testament because all of it points to God's rescue plan for us. Mm -hmm. And all of it points to Jesus, how, all the stuff that's messy and hard in the Old Testament really just shows us why we desperately need Jesus. And that is really why I wrote this book about covenant in the first place is because all of that is because of the covenant relationship that God made with us. Mm. The, the covenant relationship that God makes with us is what enables us to have covenant relationship with everybody else. Mm. And it's what takes what, should have been destruction and turmoil and separateness from God and turns it into, okay, now we're made right with God and we can be with him forever. So I'm super passionate about this because I just, I want people to get it the way the Lord opened my heart and how the word is like oxygen now for me, where it used to be just like, a weight almost mm -hmm. of like, it was a barrier, or at least I interpreted it as a barrier to my belief. Mm -hmm. Now it was the doorway and it gives me life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I was writing God's word is oxygen for your spirit. That's what it yeah. is. It is oxygen yeah. for your spirit. And this rescue plan that you talk about, you know, God mm -hmm. has a rescue plan for everybody. The Old Testament, yes, yes, yes. When I, now, when I read the Old Testament, I actually laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I laugh and I have this beautiful conversation like, wow, you were really, you were really angry over there. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and you know something I think you were talking about before revival and you, you, you hope that that continues to stir. Mm -hmm. I've been talking with some girlfriends of mine and I really think all of this of what's happening in this season is so connected to renewing the fear of the Lord and people misunderstand that. But the fear of the Lord is really just being all in all of him. Mm -hmm. He is a God to take seriously. Mm -hmm. And there's no way you can read scripture and not come to that conclusion. Right. He, mm -hmm. he's a, someone to take seriously. When, um, when, when this hunger, it says in Matthew chapter five verses, right. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Yeah for righteousness seek for they will be filled. 
this hunger is like no other. This thirst is like no Mm. other. When you get to a point in your life where you actually go to God and say, I don't want you to leave me. Yeah. Knowing that he has said he won't leave you, but you're actually telling him that I don't want you to leave me. That's when you know that you want more every day. You want more every day. And I've had Mm. moments like that when I really was like, oh yeah, don't leave me now because I don't know what I'll do without you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Like your spirit needs it. That's why I love what you said about the word is ox. It is oxygen for mm-hmm. our spirit and we need it every day. The mm-hmm. Old Testament, the New Testament, yeah. the Old Testament, really, I love it too, because while sometimes there are parts of it and you're like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Now, mm-hmm. how did that? Okay. But we haven't been to seminary. I haven't mm-hmm. been to seminary. So I don't have that deep theology, like, you know, where you're opening the research and actually reading. We don't have that. But what we do know, like he said, is the Holy Spirit fills Mm -hmm. us up. Mm -hmm. You read scripture and all of a sudden the meaning comes to you and you're like, oh my God, is that what it is? And you're so excited. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think, um, I, I think, you know, we're prone or I'll speak for myself, I am prone to wanting to go to the parts of scripture that boost me up, right? Like <laughs> the, the scriptures that talk about how comforting God is going to be and how, how near he's going to be. I need to know that about God. Um, but there are parts of scripture that are lamentable. And I mm-hmm. think they're in there for a reason, because you know what? Scripture is full of difficult people doing difficult things, sinning, hurting, being victims of sin. And I think God invites us not to shy away from that. It's in there for a reason because we live in a world that looks like that, albeit very different, but we are experiencing a broken world all around us all the time. And if we didn't have those parts of scripture to be like, Hey, that is something that breaks God's heart. And it, also must break God's heart to see those things now. But he is sovereign through all of that. He was sovereign over that then. He is going to be sovereign over that now. And he's He's promised us that he's going to make good out of those things for those he has called for those who love God. Those, those passages of scripture, I think, are worth sitting down and saying, I lament that this happened to those people. And I lament that things like this happen now. And I'm so grateful, God, that you are with me to help mm-hmm. me understand and just be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the, te- the, the temptation is to be like, well, God, why can't you just fix that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but we're not robots. <laughs> we were given choice. And that was a, a mark of God's great love for us to give us choices and options. Um, and I think he knew he was going to break his own heart when he did that. But it came that, you know, scripture tells us that Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. He knew of the joy set before him, which is us. who are clinging to him, who are believing in him, who are accepting of the great sacrifice he made for us and who just love him mm-hmm. just, and he loves us. Mm-hmm. And so to me, 
I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't even know, but I'm with you. (laughs) I think we, I think we have um, been through, you know, when you're young and you're growing up, you go through, I don't want to say bad theology, but it could be where there is only one side of God that is taught. And so a lot of us turn away from him when we Mm -hmm. need to go to him. A lot of us don't understand who he is, right? A lot of us look at the new and the old Testament and don't know how to reconcile it. Um, A lot of questions, like we have been talking about a lot of questions that we have and it is for us to lean in and do what I'll say, our research, you know, get, get on that journey of discovering God. And also what I have learned is that making that personal decision that this is this is a being that you want to attach yourself to. Like I want mm-hmm. to attach myself to something good. And so if I know that he ultimately is a good God, I want to attach myself to that. And I want to figure out attaching myself to you. What does that look like? What does that yeah. feel like? What does that taste like? You know, and allow myself to be surprised every day but how he teaches me, how he walks with me. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Allow, allow him. I think we, I, I, me and another guest, we've talked about this before. Allow him to teach you, allow him to groom you, allow him to all mm-hmm. this stuff. But the first thing that we, we have to do is what you said, Stephanie, which is he's given us this great gift besides yeah. Jesus. He also gives us, give us the gift to choose. Yeah. And that's why, that's why this podcast is, I love the word choose choose yeah. just yeah. Choose. make up your mind make yeah. a decision choose and once you choose step into it boldly and start yeah. the journey of discovering yeah let me tell you oh yes you couldn't have said it better i know <laughs> i know what my life looked like when his presence was not felt and i know what my life looks like now where i feel his presence and let me tell you I'm so grateful I made the choice to lean in and go on the journey with God again, because I would never go back. My life is not necessarily easier. In fact, in many ways, it became harder. But man, I would never go back to a life where God wasn't my favorite relationship. (laughs) I see. I know oftentimes when people ask me, I say, I know what it's like to suffer without God. Mm-hmm. And I know what it, su- it feels like to suffer with God. And I choose God every day. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because I don't, you know, if, if it means, you know, having to sit in the pain for a little bit longer, I think I have acquiesced my heart to God for that. Yeah. Like it's yours. I mean, there's no other way. So, yeah. So now this breaking through moment and the covenant life, tell us more about that. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you a little bit about that. Um, I, so once I got back on this journey with the Lord again, and I realized that he really is who he says he is and that he really does love me the way that he says he loves me. Um, and he, he showed me, right. He told me through his word. He showed me through his actions in my life. I, I remember praying to God one day because I've always loved writing. I've always loved it. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, maybe I could be a writer, God. What do you think about that? And he flooded me with yes. And I was shocked. I was shocked about that. And so then I went on this journey of trying to figure out what he wanted me to write about. And I learned about God through that process that sometimes he asks us what we want to do. <laughs> he says, no, what would you like to write about? 
And so I picked a topic and this, this covenant life is everything that I knew about God to that point of what I had walked through, what I had been through with my first marriage and how that my idea of covenant and covenant relationship was wrong. (laughs) I had thought it was just, you know, a contract, right? If you had asked me what covenant meant, I would have said, oh, a legally binding agreement or something like that, you know. Um, But I didn't really think about covenant. I didn't really think about any of that because I was in the middle of planning a wedding and planning all the fun stuff that comes with marriage. Like who has time to really think about (laughs) and pay attention to the little red flags and the little tiny foxes in the vineyard, right? Who has time for that? Um, But then, of course, that didn't work out. Um, And I realized in my lowest moment, and, and I was even in a season of blaspheming God, right? I had done some pretty major sins. <laughs> uh, and even in that space where God had every right to turn his back on me and be like, I'm done with you, girl. No, he said, not only am I not done with you, I'm just getting started. <laughs> and that is what I learned about covenant <laughs> is that we just maybe don't have it in us to live up to our end of the bargain. We constantly are trying to make negotiations with people and make sure there's loopholes for us to back out, right? Make sure that we cover ourselves, CYA, right? Uh, To be frank. No, God doesn't do that with us. He takes the full weight of covenant on himself. He takes all of the burden on himself. He says, I know you can't hold up your end. That's okay. I got you. And he enters into unflinching, unbreakable covenant with us. (laughs) That is what covenant is. And so when we connect with God on that kind of level, it can't help but ripple out into everything else. So when the core relationship, I say my favorite relationship is my one with God. And that means all my other relationships have now benefited from that. My relationship with my husband, my second husband, now that I know what covenant looks like, I have a covenant example from God of how to serve and and love and connect, right, and stay. My relationship with my husband is miraculous and a story of redemption and of thriving and lasting. We have big dreams and, I mean, God dreams, right? Dreams that I know he's promised for our family. That is covenant marriage for me Mm -hmm. on the second time around is I know even when times are hard, wait a minute, there's a vision cast over my marriage. Mm -hmm. There's God dreams in store for us. Mm -hmm. We're going to make it through this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course I'm, I'm, (laughs) listen, I want to just put the disclaimer, like abuse. No, that is not God's dream for marriage. So don't, feel like, you know, people say God hates divorce, um, but God hates <laughs> abuse too. And that's not. I like, if, if only they could see you on video and the way you are just kind of like, um, immediately I was like, Stephanie, I need us to have you at a conference or something so people can actually see what you just said, like, um, wise up. <laughs> just, just let me put that out there. I have an amazing partner in my marriage who lifts me up and believes in me. If that is not, that is what God designed for me, his best for me. God has best for you. It may or may not be through a covenant marriage. However, it was for me. My kids 
oh my gosh, what he has given me through parenting my kids and how he helps me to be a parent to them. I've got pretty amazing boys. They are tough. Woo, they are tough. They are wonderful boys and they test me. That is sanctifying me and making me a better person. And I am hopefully living out that faithful covenant relationship of you've got me. And especially like, not just with my biological son, but with my stepson, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere just because I didn't birth you. Like Mm -hmm. you count to me, God put me here with you Mm -hmm. and we have covenant relationship. Mm -hmm. And then it ripples out from there, right? We have access to God's abundant kingdom. It ripples out. We can do stuff in the world. We're supposed to bring heaven to earth, right? Because we know who we are in Christ, because we have covenant relationship with him, we can change the atmosphere around us, right? And then that means, though, we have a responsibility to the people that God loves. And the I people just, reach. Oh, <laughs> I just, you always, you I, I always get the light bulb for the title of episodes when I'm with it, when I'm with my friends and sisters. And I just got it for your time. I mean, I just got it. And the Holy Spirit was like, that's what it is. That's what it is. Dear Perfect. God, dear God, I'm not going anywhere. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Actually, there's a song it's, um, by Lauren Daigle. This girl's not going anywhere. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I might. I I just might. You episodes have gone where I have sung on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's life without a little singing? I know. I know. That is so good. Look at that covenant with God. Covenant relationship with your husband. Covenant relationship with your children, and then it goes on from there and there and there, and that's and it. Touches even more. It doesn't even stop with the people we know today. Then we're building covenant legacy. Yes, right. We're thinking about the generations after us. Mm-hmm. It is truly. Mm-hmm. It changes everything mm-hmm. when we live like we know we are loved, and we live knowing that God is who he says he is, it changes everything. And, you know, I want to touch on what um, someone might, who might be listening, might just have this pain in their heart when it comes to a love that did not go well. Of course, that's what um, the organization is about when it comes to I am free woman or a relationship that hurts so much and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And they are probably questioning, well, you know, that's good for you, Stephanie, but my situation, I, I, you know, I loved, I gave all, you know, I was committed Mm -hmm. and this is what I got. And sometimes when we go through those types of hardships, we can tend to be conceited. We can become selfish. We we will turn on, you've gone through trauma. And when you go through trauma, something happens to you mentally and psychologically. And for some of us, we make the decision that I'm not going to let anybody hurt me anymore. And so every relationship I get into, I am out to get whatever I can get from it. I am not going to let you take another thing from me and so on and so forth. Can you speak to that sister who is at this position or in this spot where they have tried to do covenant relationship mm-hmm. um, with God or with people? And some people also blame God. Some people yeah. are like, you made this happen. You yeah. allowed this to happen. So I don't want you to have my heart. 
Can you speak to that sister or that brother who is in this position and feels like they cannot become going into a covenant relationship anymore because of experiences from their past and present, maybe? Yeah, sure. Okay. So first I want to say, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm actually talking to someone. I'm going to mm-hmm. you have been through that and I'm talking to you right now. I want to say firstly that I'm just so sorry that you have had to walk through that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's nothing that I can say to make right what you walked through. Um, and I don't want to minimize any of that pain. Right. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're so eager to have an answer for people that we just skip over the very real pain that they're feeling. And I don't want to ever do that. Um, And you know what? God doesn't do that either. Um, At least that's what I have found in my experience is that he really is okay with pain and feeling pain with you. Um, I have found um, in some of my situations, I remember, and I don't want to go into too many specifics because it's a little bit of a delicate situation, but there have been times where I have cried out to God and I said, God, why does this person get to run my life? Why does this person get to have so much of a say in what's going on with me? And feeling like I didn't have the control, you, you know what I mean, that I thought I should have, um, but feeling very voiceless, very powerless, and just unable to do anything about it. And I felt like God had put me there. <laughs> um And I have to be honest, he answered me in that moment. He didn't coddle me. He didn't uh, pat me on the back and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Although I know he understood my pain and he wanted to hold me in it. Mm -hmm. He told me they don't get to run your life. Mm -hmm. I do. I do. (laughs) And he took me to Jeremiah chapter 29, which everybody knows verse 11, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Probably the most famous or one of the most famous scriptures about for I know the plans I have for you mm-hmm. plans for hope not for destruction right mm-hmm. that scripture can feel like a slap in the face when you feel like <laughs> your plans have no hope and are only being destroyed mm-hmm. but he invited me in that moment to read the rest of that scripture that whole mm-hmm. chapter and in that chapter the Israelites were going into exile <laughs> they were being led into exile by choices of their own making, but God was allowing it. And he had promised them this future and hope after 70 years of exile. And he told me, Stephanie, you're going to feel like you're in exile. But it says in there to build and plant and help in that place and prosper for the, the welfare of that city will be your welfare. Now, I'm not advising anybody to entertain toxic relationships or any of that nonsense. Don't hear that from me. But what I am saying is that God is going to help you to build and plant and thrive where you are, whether that is helping you to endure through the situation you have, whether that's giving you the permission and the ability to leave the situation you're in. Whatever that may be, God is in it with you, even though it might feel like an exile period, even might it might look desolate and barren. God is there and he has goodness for you in that place. And I have learned in my exile season that he really is with me. 
He has never left me and he is carrying my pain. And I will add to that too. One thing I've also learned about the Lord, I, I mentioned feeling voiceless, which was hard for someone like me who likes to talk a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> he told me that he is my vindication. Isaiah 54, 17. That's the verse that talks about no weapon formed against you will prosper and their vindication will come from me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to find it for myself. Mm -hmm. He is going to make that for me. Mm -hmm. I have found more times than I can count that when I stick my nose in it and have my cathartic moment of, uh, well, you just hurt me. So I'm going to let you know that has always, always backfired on me. It has always just caused more pain. But when I have taken it to the Lord instead and said, God, what would you have me do? Like, I'm desperate for you to stick up for me because you're telling me I can't. Girl, he has done it. And not only has he done it, but he's done it in a way that vindicates me and also brings mercy and justice in the exact right combination. Yes. That he can <laughs> So you I'm not, said, yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am not an advocate for shrinking small. I'm not an advocate for, you know, just allowing bad things to happen around you and not standing up. But I am an advocate for seek the Lord first, give him a chance to weigh in, <laughs> let him direct you and your words and your heart so that because the scriptures tell us uh, anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. It's true. It's true. But God's anger is holy and just, and he will be sovereign over all of our situations. Mm -hmm. And in the pain that feels like he's doing nothing, I promise you, ooh, how many scriptures have I read where like the solution came a time after? Ooh, <laughs> you might have to be patient. Ooh, you might, you, have might to you might have to be patient. And yeah. looking at looking at my audience and the interactions I have with people on a regular basis, um, as a therapist and a life coach, a biblical life coach, one of the things that I often encounter, and I'm actually, you know, I have started to process a framework of how to heal from abuse. And mm. I have been thinking about the first thing that everybody has to do is to grieve. You have yeah. to grieve. Yeah. You have to grieve something that was taken from you. Yeah. Irrespective of what it is. Stephanie has said a few voice. Your voice may have been taken from you. Control. Your autonomy may have been taken from you. Your in, in sometimes for some of us, depending on the type of abuse that we've been through, it could be sexual, it could be physical, mm -hmm. something, something, everybody, something was taken from them. And mm -hmm. we are angry because something was taken from mm -hmm. us, but we don't have the right outlet or know how to get this mm -hmm. anger out, this frustration mm -hmm. out. And so we turn to other things that we think mm -hmm. will give us that comfort, you know? And so what you're hearing Stephanie say is, you know, the covenant life, this covenant life that we get to have with God, we get to have with people around us. It doesn't come without a sting. Sometimes mm -hmm. human beings just don't know how to receive what you have to offer. And mm -hmm. so it will sting sometimes. But when you encounter those situations, when the love you give stings or it hurts or something like that, don't turn away, turn to God, go back to the first 
one, the, fir- the very first foundation upon which everything is built and said, Lord, I was meek and they treated me like dirt. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was humble and they took my humility to be like a fool or something like mm-hmm. that. Can you give me wisdom on what mm-hmm. to do? Yeah. Oftentimes for those who are in any type of relationship where there is an abuse or you feel like something is being taken from you, God is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. But guess what? Then you're going to question whether <laughs> you should leave because it's like, well, if I leave, then I can't do this and mm-hmm. I can do that. And then fear starts to creep in, right? And so well, he's already told you what to do. But then you start to question what he's telling you to do because of fear, because you don't see it. That's another thing. I don't, well, I don't see it because of the perceived um, suffering that you think you will have by doing what he's telling you to do. Yeah. And so wisdom to me is gold. Like in the word of God, God tells you, Use, Mm -hmm. get wisdom, get instruction. Wisdom comes from every single human being that wants your welfare. So if you're in a relationship and you talk to somebody and they're like, you know what? Maybe this is what you need to do right there. That's wisdom. That's (laughs) wisdom, you know, but we don't embrace it because either we are uncomfortable, there's some Mm -hmm. fear or something within us that we still are trying to work out and it's okay. It's going to take some time for you to work it out. But what you're hearing Stephanie say is turn toward him, turn your heart toward him because he has the answers that you need. Yeah. Let's talk about the breathing again, breathing again. What does that look like? Yeah. Oh yeah. When I learned that the end of my first marriage was not the end of me, or my story, that in fact, it was just the beginning. And that God wasn't finished with me yet. That is when I could breathe again. Mm -hmm. That is the moment that I knew, oh, it's not all over for me. And not only that, but that he's just getting started with me and that the best is yet to come. You know, I'm rounding into my 40s. People sometimes think, oh, my good years are behind me. Well, I don't think that for a second with God. Mm-mm. Nope. No. I turned I turned 40 this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm just walking behind you. So yeah. I mean, no, for me, I'm like, I'm just hitting my stride. I'm just hitting my groove. And tw- my 20s, I would not go back to them, but I'm thankful for them because I've learned who I really am. And that these major life traumas that I went through didn't take me out. Mm. (laughs) I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I am good enough. Mm -hmm. I can breathe. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm not good enough, I'm covered. I can breathe. He gives me life. He gives me breath. I'm breathing. He is your oxygen. That's essentially what breathing again is. It's when you find the love of God, when you find yourself living and wanting to live in his will yeah it's so beautiful when you wake up and you're like lord whatever you got for me whatever you got for me Mm -hmm. and this covenant life of living and truly breathing from that place is you making that conscious effort to love another human 
mm-hmm. when they don't deserve it. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you're not going to wait for someone to give you that love. You're going right. to give it. You're going yeah. to choose to give it. And you're going to have that compassionate understanding of where that person has been. So what I always tell my clients is usually, let's look at the context. If you don't know the context of someone's life, the reason why someone does something, sometimes you know we judge them and we, we do all those things. But here's what God does that I love the most. When you don't know the context and you choose to even have compassion for whoever hurt you and all that, forgiveness is so freeing. So I really want you to touch on forgiveness when it comes to this covenant living. Because for me, forgiveness is where the freedom is. Once I'm able to release this thing in my heart and say, I'm no longer going to hold on to this bitterness. I'm not going to hold on to this anger, frustration, whatever it is. That to me is freedom, forgiveness. So talk about that a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, Jesus talks about it a lot in scriptures for a reason. Right. Um, and I think sometimes people can look at forgiveness as sort of an acquiescence of like, I'm just going to accept this bad thing that you've done or say that it's okay. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, um, I would say such a tool it's really the way into the kingdom because it's how your heart can open again instead of being closed off and disconnected from the community that God meant you to be for. Um, Forgiveness paves the way for you to be a part of other people's lives Mm -hmm. in a meaningful way. And in the way that where you not only can be a blessing, but that you can be blessed Mm -hmm. Um, without forgiveness. And that doesn't mean there's no boundaries. (laughs) You can totally, I mean, and I've done it. I've forgiven people, but also been like, but you're not going to come back into my life. Mm -hmm. That was the right choice. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much room for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also had to forgive and then forgive again and forgive again and forgive again. Right. Mm -hmm. Mercies are new every morning. Well, sometimes forgiveness has to be too. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so essential to being able to understand and connect even with Jesus because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much of the fabric of who he is that if we want to be like Christ, which is what Christians are supposed to be, then we have to be able to forgive. Okay. Um, but, the, but the, but the awesome thing about forgiveness is that when we do it, it changes us and gives us peace that we couldn't have had without it. Mm. So even though it's really, really, really hard, it's one of those things that you just want to be like, I know, I know I'm not the only one who's replayed in their mind a moment and been like, this is what I should have said. This is what I wish I would have done. Or, or you think about the future one day, this is going to be what I'm going to say to that person. Right. Forgiveness to me is, Okay, yep, that would feel really good <laughs> to do that. But you know what? I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. because I know that that is only going to bring pain. Yes. And that's not what I stand for. Yes. I stand for something more, mm-hmm. something greater, mm-hmm. something healing. When you can stand for healing beyond just your own self, which is really what forgiveness is, that's when you know you've reached another level. Yes. 
Yes. And when you're able to practice it every day, so breathing again, you know, when you're breathing again in this place, you will have to put on forgiveness every day. Yeah. That's one of the things you have to put on. You have to put on love. You have to put on forgiveness. And guess what? How is joy? What does joy look like for you these days? Because joy is one that you have to put on too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny. My pastor, um, she just recently preached on joy. And she said something that I've just been thinking about and thinking about. She said, because we often hear that joy is a choice, Mm -hmm. right? But she said that it's not just a choice. It's a chosen focus. Mm -hmm. So for me, joy is choosing to focus on Jesus, Mm -hmm. on what he's done for me, on what he's doing for me now, on what he said he's going to do. Joy is so much bigger than happiness. Happiness is not bad. Like happiness is an an amazing thing. You know, everybody wants to be happy, but joy transcends that in the sense of happiness is very dependent on circumstances and things going our way. Joy is not. Joy is a gift and a chosen focus Mm -hmm. of the things that will lift us above those circumstances that are trying to steal our joy, quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have to oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish you could go on and on Stephanie and listen, I have made a note. There's something that the Holy Spirit whispered to me that I will share with you later, but just hearing you talk and speak, you know, it was doing something to me. And I think mm-hmm. you have a gift to speak. You have a gift to just speak into the life of women out there, you know, your audience. I mean, you can really look at the heart of another woman and speak and they will listen because I was hearing you, but not just hearing you. I was listening. I was tuned in. So that's definitely a gift and girl, you just need to ride along with it. And the more books, more books and all those things are definitely something that I look forward to seeing your journey. And I will always, of course, be in touch with you and see how this journey transforms your life, transforms your family, but also most importantly, people get to be transformed by the way you are living your life. So on that note, for the young woman out there, what is that one nugget that you have for that young woman out there? that is looking at you and saying, dear God, I'm not going any anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. What would I say? Uh, the one nugget that I just keep coming to over and over in my life is that trust that God is there with you. Mm-hmm. That, and I know that sounds so it, cliche, cliche, but yeah. let me, let me explain why those tiny red flags that a lot of us tend to ignore <laughs> Uh, we shouldn't do that. They're just going to get bigger. They don't go away. (laughs) And so you could choose, and I would totally recommend that if there are tiny red flags in your life that you've been ignoring, stop ignoring those and do something that is going to put future you in a place of saying, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for breaking through the difficult barriers and not compromising on those red flags. Mm -hmm. But what I would also say is we are all going to compromise on those tiny red flags at some point. Yeah. In that moment, God is still there. And (laughs) it's not over for you. It's not over for you if you made wrong choices, if you 
knew you should have done something different, but you didn't, if you knew better and you still did what you weren't supposed to do, or if someone else knew better and they still did what they shouldn't have done, God is with you and all of that stuff. Yeah. I he is with it. you. I love it. Listen, you hear people say, girl, you don't look like what you've been through. Well, I'll say, girl, you don't sound like what you've been through. Okay. That is because my heart is full. My heart is full. I can't fake that girl. (laughs) Well, 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 this has been great. This has been exciting. I have learned a lot. Let's just tell the people, dear sisters, where they can find you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I do have a website, um, stephaniesmithwriter.com. And my first name is not spelled the normal Stephanie, right? It's spelled like Gwen Stefani, Mm S-T-E-F-A-N-I. So stephaniesmithwriter.com. I'm also on Instagram, uh, stephsmith underscore writer. Um, And you can also find my book, Covenant Life, Living Fully in God's Love on Amazon Kindle. And hopefully the goal is to have it also on Audible and um, for uh, printed copies as well in the future. Yes, yes. So Dear sisters, you heard it first. You, you, I mean, God is all you need. And on that note, Stephanie, it has been great. And this is not the last. So we are going to pause here. If you've been on my show, and if I say we are pausing, it means Kate found an interest in you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I would love to come back. (laughs) We are going to pause here and we never know where God is going to ask our paths to cross again. And I hear some whispers, but we're going to pause here and we'll come back and um, who knows where that might be. But girl, I love you. I thank you for coming and sitting with me, sitting with us and just having a good time. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me, taking a chance on me. I've had the best time with you today. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's me. I'm back. Quick note. Stephanie has a gift for you. Read the first three chapters of her book by downloading it today. And you can do that by going to our website, IamFreeWoman.org, and clicking on newsletters, and you'll be able to access today's newsletter where you can download it from. It is exclusive to our Dear Sister community and you can get it only by signing up for our newsletter. So go ahead and do that and you'll be able to access this awesome, awesome first three chapters. I want to say thank you to Stephanie for this awesome gift and I know that anyone who reads these chapters they'll be blessed. And y'all go get a copy, Amazon, go get it and read it for yourself because it will bless your heart. Okay. All right. I'm done. Bye.